What's up, everybody? PG Braun here. And we're back with Dr. Zeno. And this is a special, special edition because this is not our normal... We still don't have a name for it yet here at Mindset. Yes. We're actually doing a special BPJ podcast yep. because the final pictures for the BPJ are due on April 22nd, mm -hmm. which is, I believe, Thursday. And uh, I think that you do know, but I will say for the listeners, mm -hmm. what's at stake here. The first place is $10,000 cash. Good. And it is also a free food for a year from what? made to macro. Come on, dude. Yeah. Seriously? It's the best prize ever. <laughs> so you get $10,000 cash, food for a year from made yeah. to macro. You get unlimited supplements uh, from Blackstone Labs. And when I say unlimited, within reason, I'll, I'll tell you right now. The Plus 10000 The guy that we're, we're, we're using, that I love him. I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. you guys know last year's winner. He goes over 500 bucks every month. And my, my shipping guys are like, are you really <laughs> uh, shipping him all, all this stuff? I'm like, you won last year's prize. That's the way I worded it. So yeah. we worded it a little bit differently last year. And he's a good dude. So, uh, you know, good, good for him. You get all the clothes. Uh, you also get... Now, COVID changed this part of the prize a little mm -hmm. bit. This is this when I tell you this, you're going to be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So, up until last year, if you won the BPJ, and we we honored it every mm -hmm. year, you got to be my special guest at the Olympia. I stay in Aria Hotel, yeah, and I throw the official after party at Encore Beach Club. So you get to come out yes. and do all that stuff. That's a friggin' super expensive addition right there. So we figured it out to be. Over a $25,000 prize because on top of that, you get free coaching from me for the entire year. And when I retired from coaching, I was charging $2,000 for contest prep. And that was 10 years ago. There's guys now that are charging more than that now. So. I would like to make an announcement that I am officially entering into the BPJ <laughs> comp, uh, contest as of now. Can I go eat Chinese food tonight and take my before picture? You have until next week, so you can eat. You're pretty shredded, so if you can fatten yourself up for the weekend and then pull some stuff out with diuretics that we're going to talk to you in a, in a, in a few minutes. So, um, No, that is, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing because I'm eating those, uh, the meals you got me. And you know what's funny? You said that I was eating the meal today in my room, and I'm not the microwave guy. I was mm -hmm. like, I, I would never, just something, you know, old school about me. And I mean it, I'm like, you know what? I never have to fucking cook again. Like, you know, like, 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 what? I was like, like, I would actually do this. Like I could see just not having to think about this. And, and I wanted to ask, cause I didn't look, um, and she's awesome anyway. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to, uh, like put her on the spot. Did she give you a variety or did she just give no, you? Yeah. I got the turkey, uh, like a teriyaki turkey meatball and mm -hmm. rice, uh, chicken and sweet potato, uh, this ground sirloin with yeah. rice. Oh my God, dude. And, uh, yeah, like maybe chicken and rice, stuff like that. Yeah, it was great. And then the, the upside down, the pineapple cake. Which, I love those little bar which things. Which I nailed. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> went in there. You know, she gives me a couple of those, uh, you know, every week too. Yeah. And I don't really hype them that much because, for starters, I think that she might even lose money on them. And everyone's like, you got to do the bars, you got to do the bars. They're so mm -hmm. good. I think it's just like an extra treat that she adds in to the mm -hmm. loyal people. Yeah. And they're really good. They're so, you know, anybody that hasn't tried made to macro, you should yeah. try your try food and you get the little treats in there also. It's so, like, I was actually getting, because what I do is, this is a side note, I, um, one of the personal development things I do is, you know, I, I write down the life script of how I want my life to be. Mm -hmm. And actually, that life, what that is, I literally make an Excel sheet of my expenses. Mm -hmm. Private jet, you know, da, 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 da. So it's like, this is what I need to earn per month. 
right? And it's just like I, I just played out. And so like I this morning, I'm like, oh, I'm going to figure in, you know, meals like that. Just put them in because I was going to cook them in my, yeah. in my thing. So it's like, oh, I'll just add that in there. So it's like I actually figure out my uh, overhead in hitting the dream life I want to have. Not now. I don't look at it like, like if I was to live this. And you're going to realize it's you if you did PJ, it's like a lot less than you think it would be. Of course. Like you don't have to be a hundred millionaire to do this. You're like, oh. I mean, I'm just, well, you know, maybe it's 40 grand a month, which is a lot. I get it. But like, it's still, and it gives you a tangible goal to be like, how many multiple streams of income do I need to provide to be able to hit, to hit my baseline of, of living at that level of lifestyle? You know, when I, uh, when I was competing, yeah, I was making, you know, bare minimum money. Yeah. And, but I figured out what I had to do and I went to Costco and I followed the sales. <laughs> I made it happen. You so, filed the sales like, guys, did you catch that? Like, you know the $1.29 chicken for yes, talent? Yes, dude, dude. You really? got to do that. My grandma, I'm sure the sweetest lady, <laughs> I, I miss my grandma, she would actually save the, the, the sale yeah, papers. Yeah, yeah. And she would be like, Pathmark, $1.79 chicken <laughs> breast this week. I, I get so, yeah, you go in and the, and the people in the stores are looking at you like, look at this, this juice head asshole. You got all this chicken in your thing. <laughs> but, yeah. but people say to me now, they're like, I can't afford to pay for these meal prep companies. And I'm like, you're not, you're not pricing it outright. Mm. Because first of all, the time that you save, you have to factor that in also. But if you think about if you're not following the sales or if you're not going to like a restaurant depot, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're not finding out how to get everything at Costco. The driving to the stores, the time that you're taking, cooking all the meals, the prepping, mm. all of that, what you can get from Maids of Macro, because she makes your meals literally whatever you need for your yeah, diet. Yeah, straight on. And depending on where you are, it comes out to between like 10 and 11 bucks a meal. Yeah. So if you live in friggin' Texas, and for $11 a meal, you're going to wake up, have your whole friggin' day planned out. I mean, come on, that's, you can't beat that. Yeah, and that's another thing, like, have you ever, you know, these little things, have you ever figured out what you're worth per hour? Like, you take what you make, Mm -hmm. and, you know, divide it by whatever work week, and you'll be surprised when you see how much you make, how much you are worth per hour, and then you look on your phone, and you blew 14 hours on social media, and you're like, I just invested $28,000 into social media. Like, just being distracted. So Mm -hmm. it's like, that's a really good, when you realize what you are worth per hour, then you're going to start to see time a lot differently. Like, I love your watch, right? And Thank you. The, I want one like that. And, and the reason why I want an AP and stuff like that is because I want it to remind me that time is more precious than money. Absolutely. And, and I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you a, a funny flip side to that was the first nice watch I ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first moved down here, uh, my old partner was like, you need a nice watch. You need a nice watch. When we go into all these meetings, everybody talks about their watches and you got nothing on. I'm like, I don't wear a watch. And he's like, you got to get a watch. So... Back then, the first, I actually secondhand purchased a, white, a watch from him. And he had a uh, Breitling Super Avenger, right? Oh, nice. And so he sold it to me for 3900 It was like a $5,000 watch, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, this is a great deal on this, which it was because I actually wound up selling and getting more money for it. So uh, when, I, when I first had the watch, I was at my sister's wedding. And my grandfather, who was the first person that I learned about fuck you money from, right? Mm. Very, very, very frugal man. And it, actually, if you didn't know my grandpa, you would think that he was poor. I actually did in my whole life. Then I realized, wait a minute, this guy helped design the Hubble Space Telescope. He's got to have some money. He's been driving the same. He's a rocket scientist. He's been driving the same 1994 Toyota Camry for 30 years. So once I figured it out and I said to him, hey, if you have all this money, 
I don't understand. Like, don't you want to get a new car? Don't you want to do any of these things? And he said, I have fuck you money. And I was like, what's that? And he goes, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I can say fuck you to whoever I want because I can buy my way out of everything if I need to. So I don't need to have these fancy things like you. And he pointed mm-hmm. at my watch and he goes, like, that fancy watch that I saw you're, you're wearing when you walked in here, saw it right away. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's cool, right? And then he showed me. He goes, you see this? This is Timex. He's like, I've had it for over 20 years. He, and he, I think he said something like, <laughs> like 30 bucks. He goes, tells time, just like yours. And uh, he kind of put me on the spot in front of my family. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, mine looks nicer than that. And, but that, that was uh, something that I, I, you know, even though I like nicer mm-hmm. things, I always put things into perspective of, you know, what costs what and why. Mm-hmm. And to go from where I was back then to now, this is an example of a, of a sad situation, but just to give you the numbers on it, when I had to uh, sell my house and go through the whole mm-hmm. ridiculous thing with the IRS and the FDA and everything else, I had to, they made me fill out the most precise expense report of all time because they were like, we need to know exactly what you are living on because we're taking the rest. And so between my mortgage and the other things, I was like, geez, it costs me 18 grand just to pay my bills every month, just to like pay my car and my house Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was like, what a, what a change that is from when I was young and I was only making a couple Mm -hmm. thousand dollars a month and still bodybuilding and figuring all these things out. And when I was talking about it with my accountant, I was like, this is really sad. And he, he was like, yeah, but think about how much you made to get there. And I go, that doesn't make me feel any better about having to give all all of this back. But when you look at those perspectives, how different they are. So now to me, to get a meal for friggin' $10, Mm. not have to worry about anything else. Sometimes these like assholes will be like, oh, you got to pay somebody to make chicken and rice. I've been doing that for years. I'm like, listen, buddy, how old are you? 25. I've been eating like a bodybuilder longer than you've been alive and I've cooked it all and I enjoy cooking, but the time that I'm saving doing this, it's just worth it to me to have a $10 delicious meal that I can pop in the microwave and, and you, you see how, I mean, you're a busy guy too, but you see how crazy and annoying my days are to, to have to think, Oh, I got to go prep all my meals right now. Right. I don't want to deal with that. No, it's fantastic. So I do appreciate that. So from experience, I thought it was, uh, I was thinking about that today. All right, man. So, this is the last, you know, we're going to talk about last week. So yep. now we're going to give people the edge and the advantage now, big time, on not screwing up the last week. Because the last thing I want you to do is be like, wow, I took my pictures and I look like shit. And I looked better three days before, right? Well, one thing about this that's cool that you cannot yes. do in bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, you got that one fucking shot. Yeah. And if you hit it the day before or after, how many times have you heard guys, oh, I look so much better the night after or the morning after? So with the BPJ, this is what I tell everybody. This is, this is the first tip that I'm going to give you guys right away before we get into all this do's and don'ts. You have until the 22nd to get your picks in. Start taking different pictures now. Mm. Take them in the morning when you wake up. Take them when you're pumped after the gym. Get a tan. Do them before you get the tan. And we'll get into all that. But take the best pictures and send those in because it's a photo competition. Mm. You're not on stage against a bunch of other people. And I did a video last year, and you guys can check it out on social media, on how to take the ultimate selfie. And because essentially that's what these are, right? I told everybody, 
how to get a tan the right way, how to put protan on the right way, how to utilize lighting the right way, how to cut water, how to carb load, all the things that we're going to talk about. But take a bunch of pictures and pick the best ones. Bodybuilding, you can't do that. So yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, to kind of interview a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. on when you got your pro card. Obviously, things worked out right. Very right. So, so tell us what you did to look the best that you did in that like right. final week. So, because of all the little things you heard to do and cut this and cut that and sodium load and sodium, like all those things, PJ, I, I remember the day of the show pumping up and I felt cold, flat, and you see how vascular I am? Mm -hmm. And no veins. Yeah, that's the worst. So I was like, what the hell? Was I too dehydrated? Um, actually, before then, uh, when, I, when I found aldactone, mm -hmm. that kind of gave me a little bit of bulletproof where I came in like full and felt good, but still a little dry. So you had a good response to aldactone. Yeah, like, you know, just loading in yep. and loading out. But the problem with that is when you're loading out, my body just like, screw you, I'm just going to gain 20 pounds of water weight. And the tricky thing with aldactone for, for people that don't understand is that it blocks the reabsorption of sodium. <laughs> yeah. So if you get to a spot where you're cramping or something yeah. like that, you're not going to be able to throw in some salt yeah. or drink a Pedialyte and start feeling mm -hmm. any better. So that was in my 20s, right? Yep. And then, uh, and I, I really would win shows in my 20s because my conditioning, you know, I had strided glutes, so I wasn't full at all, but I was, so holding water, not holding water didn't matter, like I was just so lean, right? Mm -hmm. But I lost the fullness of my upper body. Now, coming back in my 30s, when, when I turned pro, and uh, one thing I liked about John, he's like- um, John Meadows. Yeah, John Meadows, he's like, no diuretics. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Because when I worked with Dave, you know, the, the half a diazide here and there. It's like, it's amazing. Like I was eating six pounds of potatoes and like staying yeah. dry. It was like, almost like you think you're getting away with it, but it, it could backfire pretty bad too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so I got a little nervous. And uh, like, you know how you say, I look good the day before this. I literally just walked into the show. Mm -hmm. So I, the best. I, I did a little bit of cardio on there. Like I didn't even stop training. He, I, I did uh, two liters of uh, like your Formula 19. Mm -hmm the night before the show and did a full body pump because like you ever like not when I didn't train for a week, like my body shrunk. It was Shrinks, weird. You look flat. Mm -hmm. I looked flat. So, you know, we trained lightly up right up to the, the, the day before the show. Um, I stopped drinking at eight o'clock that night and I started sipping during prejudging nine in the morning. So my body was never scared of not having fluid. Uh, maybe I reduced sodium a little bit the day before, but not like not. There was no like this. I didn't have to measure shit. Just like uh, a light, lightly sprinkle salt because I'm a big salt guy. But how much salt were you using going oh, up? Oh, I mean, have you ever? I, I carry salt with me yeah. everywhere I go. People are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I, I just love salt. Yeah. So me just being somewhat conscious of salt was like sodium depleting, I guess. But I, I just walked right in, and you know how you feel like on a daily basis. I'm, I'm hydrated. I feel good. Um, you know, I pumped up nice, and then actually the day of the show, what we did is I, the, I didn't eat much the day of the show just mm -hmm. to keep the vacuum and the stomach tight, so I didn't really eat too much of a breakfast. I, I sipped uh, a pre-judging. After pre-judging, I had maybe a, a, a meal and, and tried not to eat the rest of the day just to stay night in my stomach because I could do a crazy vacuum to keep that belly tight, and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So I just walked in. There was no diuretics used. There was no... Uh, I mean, it's not like I stopped, you know, oh, and stopped the oil. This, uh, yeah, I stopped growth about 10 days out, mm -hmm. but there was no, uh, yeah, everything was the same. But what you, everything you just said, the most important factor to all of this, yeah. you can't just walk in and look amazing. 
if you don't have very low body fat. Oh, no, no. The whole thing. Yeah, even my water. Like, I, I drank the same water. There was no, like, measure this. You're right. Like, we were ready so far out. Like, crazy looking. And then it just. So, yeah. I'm not going to say this, this guy's name. I'm going to show you some pictures. Yeah, a, yeah. a friend of mine. We're not going to show this on the video. No, no. And um, she said, I would like to have your opinion. This is my good friend. And he's supposed to compete in a week. We're not going to say the show. Yeah, and when, and when you're bringing up those pictures, so I won the Team U, mm-hmm. and then the very week after was the uh, was the Charlotte Pro. So guess what? Just that night I went pro. I just got on the treadmill again. And, like, I, there was no, like, peaking where I rebounded. I just went. And I, I was so excited. I actually lost weight because I was in such a good mood. And the Charlotte Pro was super lean, but those guys outmatched the hell out of me. Well, condition is everything. And I always yeah. tell people there's not – look, there are little tricks that you can do, but – There are no real tricks. You have to have the low body fat. So this good friend of mine said, uh, my friend is competing on the 24th. His trainer said he's got a magic pill to drop 10 pounds of water before the show. I told him his trainer should have had him ready and not depend on a pill. Uh, He said he doesn't feel ready. He isn't vascular like he normally is. Last year, he competed and won his class. I said, let me see the pictures of him. So this is a, a week out. So you can scroll through a few of these pictures. And then I'll tell you what I said right away. Oh, buddy. Yes. Oh, dude. No, no, no. I, I don't have to see it. So I said he looks eight weeks out. Yeah, dude. And now some people look very good eight weeks out. Some people, to me, I could get him ready in eight weeks. No, it would be. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So this is what I said. I said, tell him. Yeah, don't take that pill. This is what I said. I said, tell him there are shows yeah. every weekend. Yeah. And not to do the show. He doesn't have to do this show. He looks off season. He, he looks not even close. And I said the pill will do nothing for him. And I'm not going to bash the, the trainer. Um, but I, I wanted to share a, a story. So I said, um, 2012, I was going to go back a step, I decided. Palumbo had, had told me even though we weren't working together anymore, you should have went and won junior nationals after you got fourth at junior USA's. Yeah, you went up too fast. You got to go through. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go to junior nationals. And, and uh, Kevin Jordan had done that like a year earlier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll go to junior nationals and I'll kick some ass there. And um, then I'll go back up to nationals and we'll make some, some, some noise. So I have videos of myself like six weeks out of junior nationals looking crazy. Was this when you did the all fish diet? That was for USA's after that. But what happened was I blew out my shoulder really bad. Mm -hmm. And I missed a complete week where I could barely even lift my arm. I was in such good shape that I was like, you know what? I can work around this. And then after the second week of of like messing around, I'm like, you know what? Why am I going to, just because I'm on track, Mm. why am I going to go the next four weeks of not being on point just to say that I'm doing the show? So... I went from being at that point four weeks out to like 12 weeks out of USA's. And then I was way ahead of schedule, mm. but I'd much rather be way ahead of schedule than coming up with these do or die moves mm. and, and feeling like shit. And I, I shared that story. I go, now there's shows everywhere. Yeah. No one says you got to do that show, especially if there's not a lot of line. Don't do the show. So back to you, you're shredded. So you didn't have to do as much. No. I mean, I didn't do, uh, they, I was literally walking in. In fact, like I needed John to tell me, don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. Like, okay, what do I need to do? Don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. Like literally like the coaching was, 
do not change anything. Are you sure? No, because I'm the type where yeah, do not change a thing. Because then, it, especially when you woke up in the morning, you know, like for those of you that you know, you get in that condition. You wake up in the morning, you're like ridiculous, yeah. right? And so that's when I would send my pictures in in the morning. I would have a ring light like this and take my pictures so we could see first morning. So it was basically bringing that morning condition and dryness into the show. Now, do you are you somebody that from the morning till night? fluctuates in weight a lot um five pounds yeah, that's five not pounds. too too bad but it's still it's still a it, decent it's, amount it's enough where it, like you just don't see those finer details yep. i like my people to send their pictures in the morning mm. so everything that you just said this is the main, most important factor mm-hmm. that i tell everybody look the shape that you're in is the shape that you're in when you send these pictures and now mm-hmm. here's a few things that you can do i'm just going to go over a couple uh tools mm-hmm. To enhance how you look. For starters, get a tan. Yes. Get a tan. And if you are... Choose your parents, right? (laughs) If you are really, really, really pale, you should 100% either spray or use ProTan. And we even put a video out on how to do the self-ProTan at home. I used to do it myself back then. Yeah, I I would only do it myself. They had no sprays back then. These fucking, excuse my language, these fancy spray machines that make it so easy now. You're in a sock. Dude, I was I was me and guy used to freaking 2000 2000 and uh, this is a, gr- a great yeah. little side story. So 2004, my first time meeting guy's father. Yeah. You know, we're like 22 years old. Uh, I hear a man's voice going, "Holy shit, honey, you gotta see what your son and his friend are doing outside in the backyard." And we got socks on our cocks, naked, painting each other. I look over, and he's like, "Nice to meet you," and I'm like, "Nice to meet you too." And we're just laughing, uh, but that's how we used to do it back then. We used to paint each other. Now back then, I had a great recipe. Mm-hmm. Is you threw Jantan in there too? Yeah, yeah. the Jantan. Um, so what I used to do is, and this is so old school, yeah, and I'll you tell know. you. Today's standards, everybody would, nobody would want to do this. They'd yeah. be like, they'd be like, fuck this. So I used to use a regular like tanning bed to get, you know, get right. yourself dried out and as, as brown as you could be. And when would you stop the tanning bed? How far out? So I would stop if my show was on a Saturday, a week, yeah. about Saturday or Sunday the week yeah, before. Yeah, just to get the information. Now, now you probably noticed though, back then, the tanning kind of like helped if you had any acne issues or anything sure, else. Sure, cleaned it up. It cleaned yeah. it right out. Mm-hmm. So you got to shave yourself first. Yeah, let's talk about shaving because you, you got to time that bad boy. Yeah. Well, how hairy are you? Um, my, you know, I, I probably need an assistant to shave my back because <laughs> that was one of the perks of being married. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to do the laser hair, but. Well, some of my friends like the really Italian guys or like somebody like Sammy. Sammy yeah, is yeah. hairy as fuck. Yeah, I'm not like, a gorilla, but he know. is. He shaves his face in the morning, and by five o'clock, he's got a full beard, right? <laughs> yeah. So somebody like that, you you got to stay on top of it. Now me, every third day, probably. even though I'm half Italian, I got more of like the. I joke when I say Aryan blood. Don't take yeah, it offensively, yeah. people. Uh, I, it could not be a, a podcast with BJ without some type of racist, <laughs> a, a domin, a dominion type of uh, remark. I got the, 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 the kind of pale skin, unhairy side yeah. from my biological father. So mm-hmm. for me, what I would do is Wednesday, this is for a Saturday yeah. show, Wednesday morning, I would shave. But before I would shave, this is old school. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if you remember this. You would wash yourself with dial soap. With the alkaline it? So the dial soap, the antibacterial, I'm talking the orange bar. Yeah, the orange one, yeah. Of dial soap would dry you out so much. And the reason that you would do this, 
this is so old school, is when the tan would go on, it would literally like suck into your skin. So it would dry faster and it wouldn't get that kind of like tacky, like gummy feeling. Yeah, I hated that. And uh, all the old school people used to say that. Uh, Cynthia James used to say that. Yeah, even, yeah, even, even, even some of the old like Jan Tana people would say, wash yourself with dial soap. So you go in the shower, you wash yourself with dial soap, then you come out and shave. Now, I found that the best razors for this were the disposable ones. Yeah. The cheap fucking big disposable razors. Razors. People are buying like Mach 3s yeah. and Fusions and whatnot. And dude, you're not using one razor. I mean, yeah. maybe, but you're using a lot of razors. Yeah. So you might as well just get the cheap ones and just, you do an arm, throw it away. It's like what, 99 cents? Yeah. Do your other arm, throw it away. And that way the razor stays fresh. You don't got to waste those expensive mm-hmm. blades. Again, this is doing it on a budget back then. Um, so you, your Wednesday morning, you take, you, you scrub yourself, exfoliate like crazy. And they used to tell you when you get dry, no deodorant, mm-hmm. no lotion, no nothing. Get yourself real, real dried out. And then I would put on the first coat of regular protein, mm-hmm. wear it all day, put another coat on at night, mm-hmm. sleep in it. Thursday morning, rinse, rinse yeah. no fucking soap, just a quick rinse. Stand there, let until you see the brown. Then... Do the same thing again. No, no shaving, uh, but you would do three coats on Thursday, yeah. right? Okay. Then, now this is where it gets crazy. And I really did do this, and I'll tell you, my color looked amazing back then. If you looked at my pictures from, like, Eastern USA as I went back mm-hmm. to this for a year. So, Friday, wake up, rinse. If you've got any weird little stragglers, you, you take no shaving cream, and you just kind of mm-hmm. touch it up a little bit. Now... You shave everything. You have to because you're wearing barely nothing. So you need somebody, and I'm I'm not being overly graphic here, to literally shave like into your asshole. Yeah, you do. I have shaved my male friend's asshole. And I and I and I and CJ, I had her make the trunks smaller in the back because the glutes were there. I'm like, let's if do it. If you got the glutes, you need them as small. Yeah. Remember the the Kai Green, freaking? Yeah, yeah. They were like thongs. Got him shown. So um, you got to have somebody. And now if you have a girl or a wife, it's a lot better. But I'll tell a funny story. I'm going to say his name. Chris LeCompte, North Americans, one year, his wife couldn't make it. And he was like, buddy, will you, will you please help me, like, shave, like, my back and, and, the, and the back of my legs? And I was like, sure. You know, best buds. So he's pretty hairy, so I'm shaving him, shaving him. And I'm like, damn, man, you got to, like, you didn't touch any of, like, your glutes or nothing. And he had the deepest separation of Anybody that I've been that close to, Shelby Starnes was up there. Yeah. Between his his glute and his hamstring, it was so deep. Yeah. So what I had to make him do, and I'm not going to get all on, on the cameras and stuff here. I had to make him lunge his leg up right. uh, onto the, the, the bathroom, uh, onto the toilet. He was standing in the tub, and I had to get underneath. So his asshole is in my face <laughs> to get into where all his hams and glutes were yeah. so, so strong. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have cut him up. Yeah. And he and while I was doing it, I was being so quiet. And he goes, "Man, you're, you're so much more gentle and thorough than my wife." And uh, when I was done, I was like, "I gotta go and take a break and go talk to some girls for a little while." So I've never done anything like I this before. Go take a break. That's love for your bro yeah. when you do that. So you shave everything. Right. Now Friday, I actually remembered. Palumbo said this to yeah. me too. Put on as many coats until your put on as many coats until your body won't accept it anymore. Mm. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? So you literally would put on like 
five to seven yeah. coats. You just basically put it on, dry for like an hour, put it on again. But what happens is, and I've talked to every bodybuilder says the same thing, as each coat is going on, you feel like leaner and better about how you look. Like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, damn, I'm seeing more stuff now. So it's almost like motivating yeah, yeah, you to yeah. keep on putting it on more. Then that last night, you don't shower in the morning. Yeah. You leave it all in. And then they used to have, it was called Jantana, I believe, Showtan right. or Competition Tan. Mm-hmm. And that was in a little tub and it was thicker. And you have like one of those little car wax pads and you put that on at the end before you go on stage and you're, you're freaking money. Yeah. Now back then, they used to have us use uh, Pam spray. Not baby oil. oil. It's missed way, it. it's yeah, way too. It, yeah. It's way too shiny. Too much. Too much. Um, now you just go in and they spray you one or two coats, and it's like you know the, the sheen. They yeah, do that the at the end, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very easy. And if you want to trust somebody to do it, that's that's how they do it at all the shows mm-hmm. now. Now people that are doing this, go on to the Blackstone Labs YouTube and just watch. I have Elisa, who is the mm-hmm. tan coordinator mm-hmm. from fucking Pro Tan. Excuse my language. And she walks you through how to buy stuff, even even stuff that's not from ProTan. Like mm-hmm. if you got if you got to go to CVS, right. what to do? Exfoliate. You have to exfoliate. You have to shave. You mm-hmm. do all the things. So get a tan, right? And when you're taking your final pictures, so their final pictures are going to be Thursday morning, right. right? You have you have Thursday to get them in. Yeah. This is the best advice that I can give people. Try not to go too crazy with changing shit around, right? Because when you first get into bodybuilding and you start seeing the stuff that people do backstage that their coaches have them do, I mean, it's like a circus back there. You know, you got guys eating donuts. You got, I, I, I swear I'm not making this up to make you laugh. My first show, uh-huh. there was a guy eating a thing of cotton candy backstage. Yeah, get, that, get that dextrose in him. And I was like, are you eating cotton candy? And he was like, it's fast-absorbing sugar. And I was like, thought to myself, like, there's so many other things that you could do. I know. But he was eating cotton candy. <laughs> I saw another guy with a two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola and a Snickers just chugging it. And one of my favorite lines is uh, my, my buddy, Rene Abreu, who was working with me, he was like my first mentor. I was like, how come we're not doing any of this shit? And he goes, it's not a fucking picnic. <laughs> and I was like eating rice cakes yeah, and like looking at everybody else. Peanut butter on it. Yeah, a little jelly, peanut butter. Smokers. And uh, he's like, you're already in shape. You don't need to do any of this bullshit. And he's like, none of this stuff's going to do. These are, these are like fad tricks yeah. that these guys are doing. So don't get sucked into the fad tricks. Now, one thing that I do allow all of my girls, mm-hmm. and they love it, because there's truly no way that I can screw you up. Yeah. And mentally, it makes them feel great. I let them have a couple of Reese's peanut butter cups yeah. when they're pumping up. Beautiful. And I've only had one girl ever. There was one girl that told me she was like, I don't think those Reese's peanut butter cups did anything for me. I spilt over. <laughs> <laughs> most of the other girls yeah. are like, oh, my God, it was like the most glorious little yeah. little treat. Now, part of the reason why I do that is, for starters, it's not messy. And there's no bad thing that's going to happen. And if it makes you feel mentally good yeah. and fired up, and you're pumping up anyway, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to burn through it. There's a, a couple hundred calories in, in a couple it's of reasons. Not gonna, it's not going to even do anything. It's, it's the psychological, like, oh, this is like, I get to eat this, and now I'm pumping up. Yeah. And I just blew my whole secret on why I do that, by the way. So Because everybody's like, do I get the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? I'm like, we'll see. We'll see if you're in shape. Yeah. Um, now, I will, I will say, 
there's been a couple of people that were so not in shape yeah. that I was like, you don't get the Reese's peanut butter cup. Reese's. It only works if you're Reese's in shape. For you. So I've had guys drinking honey and shit backstage. It's all like kind of ridiculous. Yeah. When you're in shape, you just walk in. You know, it's funny. Like you said, like uh, I read a thing, you know, when we had magazines, that's the only thing we learned from. Lee Labrada, they had interviewed him. He's like, why would I eat a certain, a certain types of foods for freaking four months mm-hmm. and then the last two days change it all around? Yeah. He's like, if, my, if I'm having chicken and green beans, I'm going to eat chicken and green beans yep. today the show. It's what, like, why would I, you know, he's so consistent too. He was back in the day, so. What I used to do is I used to simplify it more and more mm-hmm. as I figured out what really did work. And at the end, and people asked me when I was training Keon, they were like, uh, how, how did Keon look so much better from when you started coaching him versus Flex? And I was like, well, a couple of things. Number one, I helped him get on anabolics. Yeah. You know, you're, you're never going to be as good natural as when you have some anabolics yeah. in your system. We only could do a very minimal amount, though, because he couldn't really gain weight. But the main thing that I did with him was when he was training for the Arnold, he was eating very, very low carbs. He was eating higher fats, right? So I switched him into more moderate carbs. But what I did was I cycled him up and down, and I gave him a proper carb load, but all we ate was white rice and cream of rice. Mm. That's it. And he absorbed them fine. So I said to him, I said, which one of these do you enjoy be eating better? And he was like, man, coach, I freaking love the cream of rice. I never yeah. even had it before until you gave yeah. it to me. And I said, so you know what? That's all you're going to eat for your carb up. We're just going to keep it at cream of rice. Make it simple. You're going to eat the same thing every fucking time, right? And when he was so depleted after, you know, having his little bits of cream of rice and then nothing for a few days, he put the cream of rice back in. And I basically just had him eating a third of a cup yeah. with his fish every couple That's hours. About 30 carbs. A third of a cup winds up being a little bit less than 50 grams. Yeah, so a quarter yeah, of a cup yeah. is 36. Um, so a half a cup is, is 72. Yeah. So um, after three meals, once he made the weight, I was like, this kid's dramatically bigger and harder from doing that. But just like you said, I only had him sipping water that day. Up to that, though, I had, him, mm-hmm. I had him drink two gallons of water the day before, and he was freaking out. And he was like, I'm drinking so much water, I'm going to spill over. I'm like, no, you're not. You've been drinking all this water the whole time. Mm-hmm. You don't compete till tomorrow. All that's going to happen is you're just going to keep on peeing. Yep. So simplify it for all you guys. If you've been drinking a gallon of water the whole time, the worst thing you can do is start drinking less mm-hmm. as you're in that last week of the show. Now, if you're drinking in excess of water and you still feel like you hold a little bit of water, there's plenty of great – herbal diuretics that'll make you pee a little bit more and they're not going to do anything bad for you. Actually, ours evaporate is very good. Yeah, evaporate's good. What's in that? that, that you have the so the, the strongest thing in it is called Uva Ursi. Yeah, yeah. You know, Uva Ursi is good. It'll make you pee a lot. It's dandelion. Ours also has an electrolyte blend yeah. so you don't cramp so, it. Yeah, right. Now, juniper, some celery. There's a few different... It, it's, all, it's, all, right. it's all basic stuff. And, and really, it's so basic that if you wanted to, you could take it every day of your life. It, yeah, nothing yeah. bad is going to happen to you. It's going to pee a little bit more. So if you do have access to the prescription diuretics, you have to understand that a lot can go wrong mm-hmm. with these things. So I personally don't respond well to diuretics. Now, there is one way that you can utilize diuretics, and they work. And in this situation, I don't think most people are going to be doing this. Yeah, I don't know. If, like, for this contest, I don't think she goes for it. So when, when I find they work really well is if you eat a lot of shitty food and you're all watery and bloated. So, like, mm-hmm. when I was in college, right, 
we would eat like shit on the weekends and we would we'd go to the beach. Right. And we'd want to look good for the beach. So we'd pop like a Lasix before bed. And you'd wake up dry and nasty after eating burgers and fries and everything the night before. In those type of situations... It was just the high sodium mix. Yeah, you're just, yeah. you're just pulling out some bloat. Yeah. And you're all loaded up with sodium. In those kind of situations, yeah. it'll work good. Now, if you've been eating super basic clean, clean yeah. and you throw something like that in, what happens is pulls it just pulls all your muscle down mm-hmm. because you need that sodium keeping your muscles full. So you're basically, I always tell people, if you have a balloon that's filled with like five pounds sure. of water, imagine you take that same balloon and just pull a pound out of it. So yeah, yeah you lost a pound, but now the balloon is a little bit yeah. soft. And that's what happens. So pushed against the skin. You almost tan, to look, yeah. Don't freaking do anything stupid with your water. Right. Uh, shave, of course. And then this is, the, this is the tip that I told everybody last year. Take pictures at a bunch of different times. Mm-hmm. Take them when you first wake up and you haven't eaten anything yet because that's when you're usually the driest. But you might feel that you're really, really flat. So eat your breakfast, take them again. Go to the gym, work out, do a little pump like you said. Mm-hmm. You might be like, wow, now I'm looking really, really yeah, good. Wake it, wake it up. Uh, my muscles are awake. Take your pictures then. You're probably going to be the softest before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. So you may not want to send those. But when you wake up that last morning on that final day, you might be like, you know what? Now I really, really like the way I look. Mm-hmm. Take your pictures then as well. Decide which ones are the best and send those in because you're not on stage. You're sending in pictures. So if you're only taking one set of pictures, you're mm-hmm. doing yourself a disservice. I actually, when I, was, uh, when I was competing, just for my own sake and my own curiosity, I took pictures constantly. You're like different times during the day. Yeah. Pumped, day. not pumped, morning. I just mm-hmm. wanted to see where I looked different. Um, did you feel like for you, I, I noticed with me, not pumped, I look uh, more detail. Like, but like, you know, especially you had, you, I mean, your arms are huge. So like when your tries are pumped, they lose their, their detail. Sometimes. For me, the biggest thing that I noticed was in the morning when I woke up, my legs were so, so dry. Mm. And striated. And as the day would go on, they would smooth out more. So the biggest factor for me was trying to stay off my feet and Mm -hmm. keeping my legs as rested as possible. Now, for this reason, I actually cut my cardio out a couple days before my show. And I also stopped my leg training at at least a full seven, eight days out. Sometimes Mm. 10 days. Mm. And... Trust me, guys, you're not going to lose the size in your legs. Mm. And I find that when you let your legs really rest, especially when you're banging a lot of cardio, yeah. if you're doing a couple hours of cardio, there's just always some inflammation mm-hmm. there. And that's the one muscle that without any blood in it typically looks the best. Mm-hmm. Now, women, on the other hand, a lot of my bikini girls, they pump their booties up a little bit. They get the little booty bands. Mm-hmm. They get a little blood on stage. They're not striated. They don't have to worry about getting blurred right. lines. You know. Um, now, I do think, though, most of you are going to look better with a mild pump. And I, by mild, I mean like it should take like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. A little bit of push-ups, maybe just some side lateral raises, mm-hmm. a couple sets of curls, just to tighten everything up, fill everything out the right way. Especially because these photos for the Beat PJ, you're standing relaxed in most of the photos. Mm-hmm. So you're standing from the front, the side, and the back. If you can give yourself the illusion of being a little bit bigger and more full, 
those pictures, and we always tell people, look, you can send in as many pictures as you want, but we're judging you on your transformation from standing in these exact same three poses with your newspaper. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to judge who has the best front double buy. That's not what it is. It's not yeah. a bodybuilding contest. It's, it's a the transformation. overall transformation. Who transformed most? So, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you look great starting and you look really, really good at the end, that doesn't necessarily mean... You know, yeah, you could have strided glutes, but that doesn't necessarily mean you win, right? Because nope. it's about an overall. Explain that again so everybody understands it's an overall transformation. We have had a lot of people upset each year saying, I look better than the person that won. But if you started out looking pretty good, the judges are going to look at it, mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, well, you look pretty good to start. You look great in the end. But overall, it looked like you knew what you were doing to start. And... Mm-hmm the judges are always harder on competitors because they're going to look at a competitor and be like, well, this person does this all the time. Now, if you're somebody that you can tell is totally green to this and did this to change your life, and maybe you were skinny fat, as we call it, or maybe you were just really overweight, and you, in your final pictures, went from being skinny fat to fairly lean and some good (laughs) muscle tone, or you were 300 pounds and you went down to 220, maybe you've got a little bit of loose skin, but you dramatically changed the way that yeah. your physique looks, that's what they want to see. Yeah. So getting into fancy posing and whatnot, I mean, if that's the case, just suck in your stomach, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to make your stomach look as small as possible. So make sure the lighting is right. Don't take shitty lights. You know, don't you know? Don't use these. Some people, when they send their pictures, and I'm like, what fucking camera did you use? You know, everybody has fancy iPhones now. And yeah, they're $1,200 camera. Yeah, like, did you take it with a disposable camera? <laughs> like, how is it so blurry? Like, you want to make yourself look. Yeah. With all the, and, and by the way, don't get carried away because our tech guys can tell if you Photoshop your I was pictures. about to say, you got, you got that issue. We had a big, big thing one year where everyone thought that this girl Photoshopped her issues, or her pictures, and there was a guy that actually did Photoshop his abs. And... I told the guy, I was like, I'm not accusing you of anything, but a few of the judges feel that you altered your, your images and my tech guys explain some things where they can tell that you did. And one of the guys even said he feels like he knows the software that you, <laughs> that you used. And for that reason, I, I'm sorry, but you didn't get placed. No. I'm not, th- that year I wasn't judging it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I actually looked at it and I was like, damn, this guy's abs look good. And then they started pointing out like the changing of the light in the background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can see things like, uh, look at his hallway door has a bend in it now in this picture. Yeah. You know, things like that that you may not look at. So don't alter, don't filter yeah. your pictures and alter them like that. Yeah. that that's not allowed. Um, and then the, the main thing also is you got to have newspaper because yeah. you got to have your starting newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, again, I've had people say, in this day and age, you can freaking Photoshop the newspapers, too. Give me a break. Just get a newspaper, follow the rules, send your pictures in. Nobody can have them in past the deadline. The best advice that Dr. Zeno gave that some of you guys, it might be too late for you, is just be in shape. Just yeah, be in shape. I mean, and, and let's say, so let's take that off the table. Let's say someone is, you know... They they think they they're holding water, but it's fat. So so let's utilizing that. What's the best? What is the best way? But here it's creating more risk. Mm-hmm. What's uh, not health risk, but risk of like looking flat and worse. Like so, what would you do there? If someone is if so like well, if someone is holding that layer of fat and there's really nothing much they could do, what are some things to kind of you know? I don't want them putting you know the preparation H and, yep. and, and wrapping around. So what what are the 
if you're in that type of position, yeah. you have no business carving up, in, in my yeah, opinion. Good. You like should that. go all the way to the last day, just try to suck out yeah. everything that oh, you gosh. can. I think that's smart. And I would take my pictures first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. no water in my body, try to be as light mm-hmm. as possible. I would try to suck in my stomach as much as mm-hmm. possible. And obviously, like we said earlier, be as tan as possible. <laughs> but you may want to you may want to actually get a little bit more of a pump so at least you can fill yourself yeah. out and look a little bit bigger because right. that layer of fat is going to is going to blur your lines and make you look yeah. softer and if you want to double your water intake for a couple days so you start peeing like crazy mm-hmm. if you don't have access to any kind of diuretics you can do that cuz you will just pee more and if anything if you've got access to mm-hmm. If you've probably heard us talk about diazide, Lasix, Aldactone, things like that. The fast-acting stuff, the loop diuretics like Lasix or even a diazide, make it as simple as possible. I would pop a half or a whole one mm-hmm. even. Towards the nighttime before you go to bed, you're going to piss out whatever you got left. And hopefully you pull out some extra pounds in the morning. Right. I mean, that's the best that you can hope for. But I said this last year, there's no magic trick. There's tips to take better photos, and I have a YouTube video on that. But Mm -hmm. as far as what your physique looks like, you have to be there by that point. And people always, and and you talked about it earlier, they always want to know, what am I going to do the last week? You know, peak week, they call it. I fucking hate that term. Excuse my language. Um, Or hell week, some guys call it. Oh, no. You should have to do, like you said, as little as possible. possible. That's when you're in an ideal situation. Yeah, maybe I backed down the inten- I backed down the intensity of the training, mm-hmm. so I made sure I didn't get sore. At the end, you're so tired anyway. You're not going to go to the gym and squat 500 pounds. You know what I, I mean? Flexed a lot. I you go in, you really. pose, mm-hmm. and you get pump workouts, and you move your blood around, yeah. and you don't overdo it because you don't want to have excess cortisol going around either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to just stimulate your metabolism, burn the calories, mm-hmm. and just keep feeling better as you go in and for me pumping up um i uh if if done right and having enough water in the body and enough carbs by pumping up wise i would flex and yeah flex like just you know you know doing that mm-hmm. and just flexing but you have you have to see like not messing with all the variables you're able to go in and like right now we could flex and the, the water's in there and we could feel a pump in there but if you're too dry you do that you're just cold and crampy if you, know? you if you this is what I try to tell people. If you keep on pumping up, psychologically, because you are just looking at the showy stuff in the mirror, mm-hmm. you think that you're bigger and harder and your veins are coming out. But what happens is because the blood is flowing so much, mm-hmm. you're actually blurring the lines. So mm-hmm. you're actually taking away from showing the definition. So when I when I talk to people about pumping up, I I, I mean this when I say it shouldn't take you more than like 10 minutes. You, mm-hmm. you do some push-ups, and then you hit a most muscular. You hit a side chest. Right. You hit a front lat spread. You know, then you maybe do one more set of push-ups. Or you do, you have your bands, yeah. right? And you do some laterals. Front laterals, side laterals. Then you go back and hit more poses again. Then you can use the same bands, and you can do some rows. Get a little blood in your back. Hit your front double by. Hit your back, back lat spread. Now, one thing that I, myself, specifically had to do, and this is another thing that's specific to your genetics. Mm-hmm. I have very shallow abs. So I used to sit on the end of a bench and just do a few sets of uh, V-ups. 
or leg raises just to get a little bit of extra blood into my abs so they would pop out more through the skin. Now, some guys have those big, like, ravioli abs. Remember, you know? uh, who was that, Amir Haidar? Yeah. Oh, those dude. were crazy. <laughs> Somebody like Abzilla. that doesn't need to. Beautiful. Yeah, you don't need to. But for me, because I had such shallow separation on my abs, the little abs, yeah. pumping them up a little bit actually made them look a lot yeah. better. Tighten them out in the skin more. If, if that's the, the case for you, you may have to do that as well. Because in a transformation contest, they're going to look at your abs. Mm, of course. When you're standing there, they're going to be like, oh, this guy got a six-pack now. Yeah. You know, he was fat in the beginning. Now he's a six-pack. So things like that to, to, to focus on. Don't pump your legs up. No. Um, maybe calves. So it was calf raise. Pump your calves a little bit. I mean, you're, like yeah. I said, we're, you're just standing there. You're not hitting yeah. frontable buys and stuff like that. Yeah, just to... And outside of that, I think we, I think I and I really think guys. Well, I mean, it's something that everybody should focus on the off off season. You have no clue on how you undertrain your you, you undertrain your rear delts. Your rear delts. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> if you if you get those bad boys in order, it's amazing the the three D effect it has from every angle, mm-hmm. even from the front and from the side and from the back, like. Training rear delts are, are, are huge. So that I, I started all my shoulder workouts yeah. with, with posterior delts first. Yeah. And uh, on another episode, on another talk, I'll tell you about one of the reasons why I think that my shoulders are so fucked up now. Because not only with, with, with all the injuries that I had, if you look at my old pictures, I had some freakishly round delts when I was yeah, healthy. Like pumpkin delts. And one of the things that I was doing, uh, some of the guys that I was good friends with had some of the best shoulders on the planet. And they taught me how to do painless pumps and pump and pose into the rear delts. Everybody was doing it into the, the medial delt. Right. And a couple of guys were like, all these guys are making mistakes by doing it into the medial belt delt. You go into the posterior and you get that rounded out capped yeah. look. And when I started doing that, my shoulders started looking crazy. However, because the way that you had to do the painless pumps was so repeated, I developed a lot of scar tissue in mm-hmm. there. And that, in conjunction with the injuries, is why I believe I have so much nerve damage mm. in there now. Because it's been like a medical mystery. Well, they were saying that about Nasser. They were interviewing Milos. Like, what about Nasser's back? He's like, just too much nerve damage in the back. He could, you know, those lats and stuff. It just yeah. wasn't, you know, you put in scar tissue. Because, you know, lat, I mean, for me personally, I love lats injections. Yeah. Me too. Um, so especially, smooth. especially for the show, because if you have striated glutes, you don't want to put a shot in your glute no. for the for the risk of a, a, you know a, a inflammation. So the last week it was lat, 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 uh-huh. lat, lat, and if I got a little swollen lat, even better. Yeah, I had a good relaxed. Day. And it's a nice big area to work with. Yeah, yeah, it goes right in. But what these guys were doing a little bit different is they don't even have this now. These guys were using. Um, Essie clean, right? Yes, yeah. And they were putting it into all of the muscles of their yeah. back. You know, hitting your... your Rhomboids your, and all that, yeah. I, I spoke to... Have you ever tried that stuff? I heard it was painful. So I did one show. We got Nolitol, which is similar. Yeah. And um, I, I'm not going to say names, but there was a, a, a group of guys that were all in the same circle, and we all got it one year. And I used it at uh, Eastern USA is one year. Now, the same year that I used it, um, and I will say his name here because I think he admitted that he did it. There was a guy named Craig Richardson, really good pro yeah, bodybuilder. Yeah, great. Yeah. He actually got penalized because his, his biceps looked so fucking big. And he had good biceps anyway. Yeah, very So well. he responded so well to it that he almost had like a Phil Heath type of look in his arms. And they actually took points away from his arms being too overdone. Now, the cool thing about Nolotol is that 
it actually made you harder. Yeah. It just filled that area out and made it really hard. It wasn't like synthol. And what guys were doing, and if you talk to like Flex Wheeler and those guys in that area, they had a, a doctor that understood anatomy really well mm-hmm. and was going into all of the little muscles perfectly so they could fill everything out the right way. And that's why. And of course, these guys were great. It was the best yeah. time ever. But that's why there was so much more hard lumpiness, but in a good way. Yeah. To the backs and things like that. Then now where you see everything is more smooth, it's huge and round. Yeah. Now they're using a lot of hyaluronic acid-based stuff, believe it or not, right, which right. is what you put into your lips. Yeah. And they're just using large amounts of it. All the guys that are out in like oxygen gym and, and whatnot that have all the big swollen legs, but there's no striations there anymore. Totally different. Mm-hmm. So... If you stab yourself in one spot over and over again, you're going to have scar tissue and possible nerve damage. Yeah. That's what I believe happened to me. Do it a little bit, and I could teach you how to really enhance that area a lot. Right. But I hope that nobody that's doing this is really worried about that stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but I think it's really good. So you just see the you see the spectrum mm-hmm. where, where I think if you're you're getting ready for this contest and you're looking at pictures of pros, you can understand like they're doing things, guys. Yeah, just like I, I don't like I want you to feel okay about it because like oh wow, I'm not willing to do that. Well, I mean, think about the guys that uh, Flex Wheeler, for instance, that did his calves so much. Now he had his leg amputated. I mean, that's scary, you know? I know. I know. And, you know, you always think, well, I'll cross that bridge when it gets there. And it comes pretty quick. Would you ever... There's there's things that I would do when I was bodybuilding, and it was pretty much everything. Yeah, let's do transparent. We'll we'll go. But would you ever... This is one thing I would not do. Would you get calf implants? Absolutely. I would get no no implants. Yeah, so for me, I'd rather... You have have great calves. I'd rather have... I do, luckily, but I'd rather have shitty calves than get calf implants. Yeah, no, no, because I remember um, Peter Potter. He was... uh, It was the Seminole Classic. In Orlando, and we were there, and this guy had his he had calf implants, and his calves were bigger than his quads. And they literally, like Peter Potter, made a, a spectacle of him. He's like, you know, like one of the poses, like stand on your calves. You know, like he actually that was one of the the poses, like stand, turn around, stand on your calves. That's old school. Yeah, right. They yep. were really making guys are like stumbling around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember, you know, Florida Muscle News, like they had a whole expose on this guy's calves because it's the first time you like. That's a that's a definite calf implant. I mean, we could get into some crazy stuff. Do you remember the video of the guy, the Russian guy, that was hitting the back double bicep? Oh, and all this all the freaking oil and started shit coming pouring out. out of his delt. I mean, pouring out, pouring out. I've I have not. What was that? I've not seen anything like that in person. I've seen some weird shit. Um, I was talking to a guy who said that they saw that in a glute at a show. Guy was hitting his back double by, and when he squeezed his glute oil started spraying out of his ass. I mean, that's just like, you're obviously getting disqualified for that. Yeah, you just walk out of there. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, the things that, you know, I had it, like my boundaries were, um, you know, uh, you know, high insulin, you know, that was just, a, you know, mm-hmm. I, I used it intra-workout, you know, um, that was very effective, Dave. How high did you go? Like In a day? No, 10 IUs with, with 100 carbs. But that's it? That's it. Dude. Oh, that's cakewalk. I know, cakewalk. Like, so that, that, was, that was the most. I've uh, done 10 I use three times a day, which na- by now standards is a cakewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I got guys that I talk to in the pros that are, that are literally doing 70, 80 I use a uh, day. It's crazy. <laughs> you know. They're eating 1,000 grams of carbs. Yes, yeah, synth- synthol I wouldn't do. Because uh, I don't like long needles, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I, ne- I don't go over a half an inch. 
like, so it's you, too long. It, it's funny that you bring that up because don't you have to go deep, deep. You're supposed to like if you listen to the, like the guys yeah. that like underneath it really geez. talk about how they do it. You're supposed to go like inch and a half. Ugh. So it's funny because there's so many guys that don't educate themselves the right mm. way. But now with microdosing, right, mm-hmm. you can use insulin needles to put all your gear in. And yeah. a lot of my guys are like, but does, doesn't it have to get deeper in? Doesn't it have to get deeper mm-hmm. in? So your average insulin needle is like, what, 5 16th? Yeah, dude, I do so all my tests sub- subcutaneously. Yeah, and you can do it sub-Q now. Now, what I... I don't what, know if I would do trend sub-Q, but I know t- test I do. Let me tell you something. Trend in an insulin needle, I was just curious... <laughs> Let's do it. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> it's like, don't do it. And I'll tell you another thing I did with trends, stupidly. So, curiosity's sake, just because I was reading all these different things, mm-hmm. I felt like I like wanted to do these things for my my clients and for my friends mm-hmm. to make sure they didn't then then they didn't like hurt themselves. You know, I figured I would like sacrifice mm-hmm. myself, and uh, you know, for the sake of science. So, when guys were talking about how good trend was for. Um, Sight injecting, right? Mm-hmm. There was a guy that was saying that, that you, he would use an insulin needle and put his trend all over the place and that he would get rapid sight growth, which Dave Palumbo was like, there's no way that that can happen. I was curious, though. So I decided to try a couple random different spots with it to see. So I tried my chest. Um, Upper middle or something like that. Yep. I tried you know, medial and posterior adults. Mm-hmm. I tried inner and outer head to bicep. I'll tell you one thing that I tried that just do not ever do, guys. I tried putting it into my traps. Uh-huh. And I woke up the next day, and my first of all, my traps were like up to my ears, but my neck was in so much horrible pain from the inflammation that it was like radiating all through my jaw and my neck, and it was a couple days that I had to deal with that. Like lymph nodes and stuff. Yeah, don't, guys, don't stick stuff into your neck and, and traps, nah. you know. And I never, you know, that being said, I would never hit my calves. Yeah. I had no, I had no, no desire to hit my calves. And I couldn't really handle my, my, my legs that much. There is a sweet spot that I found up here, like maybe like an inch below your hip, mm-hmm. that it goes in smooth. But you don't have to use these big-ass needles no. It's funny that we got into it, into, into yeah. the, the needle discussion now, but well, I mean, it's just it's a fact. It's a fact. I yeah. mean, it's just like this is what's going on, and yeah, you know, all my clients with the stem cell clinics and stuff, we I always tell them do their tests subcutaneously because yeah. also it's good for uh, release and keeps your estrogen. Yeah, more frequent, uh, more frequently subcutaneous. I'm like because you plan on losing that fat anyway, and it helps from scar tissue because it, we, it was helping yeah. with the scar tissue. Issue. And I got, I'll tell you, I got a lot of in my in my delts because when I was young, that's mm-hmm. all we did. I have a lot of scar tissue that, that just won't go away. Yeah. And it's ugly surface scar tissue, too. It's, it's, it's hard little chunks of stuff. It's not just the stuff that's deep in there. But back then, you know, you're just plowing everything into your delts with these friggin' one-and-a-half-inch needles. We didn't know any better back then. I know. Now I'm friggin', uh, you know, with my IVs, I'm freaking mainlining my own veins. So that's, that shows where I've gotten with, with the know. shots. Amazing, dude, how you do that. It's I'm gonna give bullet points for the girls, and then we're gonna yep. we're gonna wrap this up. Ladies, you're not doing most of this crazy stuff no, that we're no. talking about, right? So, everyone always asks me, when should I stop using my sauces? They're they're, <laughs> they're calorie free. Okay, that's sauce. Uh, <laughs> my seasonings, uh, my pepper and my salt. I know I can't have salt. They always say, which is the I'm like, who's telling them this? And uh, 
when should I stop having my diet soda and my aminos? I always tell people, look, if you're if you are concerned, you can stop it the day before. And they're like, the day before. I'm like, trust me, your body is getting rid of water every day. And the seasonings and shit that you're putting on your food, that you've been putting on your food this whole entire time, removing it for a few days before, there's one of two things that are going to happen. Number one, nothing. And number two, if they are high sodium, right? So some of these no-calorie I don't want to say Frank's Red Hot, but let's just say that you're putting Frank's Red Hot and everything, right? And you're using uh, salty seasonings and everything. If your body is used to having all that salt and then you pull it all out, what often happens is you get cramps, you start flattening out. It causes a lot of negative things to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you've been doing this stuff the whole way, just leave it alone. Um, I always told people that Guy Sister Nino, I'm going to blow up his spot a little bit, he used to drink like five or six diet sodas a day. And that kid was fucking shredded. Mm. So drinking those diet sodas weren't, weren't screwing him up. Um, now, if you have not been drinking diet sodas the whole day, you don't need to have right. diet sodas. So don't think that you've got to change all these things that you were doing the whole time. Well, you know, when should I remove my greens and this and that? You don't have to do that. The best thing I can tell you is, like you said, Keep it as close as, prop, as possible. But women, here's the big thing with women. Women, especially if they're at that time of the month or close to that time of the month, yeah. they get bloated very easy. So you may be better off eating a little bit less as you get closer, mm-hmm. keeping your stomach empty. Keep that water high. I actually have my girls increase their water. So let's say your photos are on a Thursday and you're used to having a gallon of water every day. I have them go to like a gallon and a quarter. And then the next day, like a gallon and a half, mm-hmm. and just keep it at a gallon and a half for those next couple of days. What's going to happen is you've been so used to having this similar amount of water every day, this influx is going to help you just pee and flush everything out, get rid of that extra bloated feeling. The first beginning of the first day, you might be like, this is a lot of water. Yeah. And then your body realizes it, and it'll all just start keep coming out. And um, really, those are the best little tricks that I can give you guys. You know, you're going to be doing things that differently, but women who can't do as much, don't get carried away with trying to figure out all these extra things that you can yeah. do and make sure you wear the right uh, suit, of course. That flatters your, your shape. A lot of, the, a lot of yeah. the people that are doing this, some of them actually will. Each year we see some of the people that actually go and get competition yeah. suits, which is cool. But if you're just transforming and you have like, you know, little um, short shorts, Euro mm-hmm. shorts for the guys or even boxers that are cut the right way, mm-hmm. ladies – there are, are bathing suits that are much more flattering than others. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to use like a full coverage dumpy, set, dumpy butt, you know, yeah. loose bathing suit. You're yeah. going to be better off having something that's got that rouging in there, that scrunch, because it makes everything look tighter and lifted. Yeah. Also, ladies, putting on heels will make your legs look considerably yeah. better and than the just st- they're standing there flat. It'll lift your butt up. Mm-hmm. It'll make your quads pop out a little bit more. So those are just some little extra tips that'll yeah. make you look a lot better as well. And I think we covered pretty much everything. Dude, that was extremely thorough. Like this is like this is like a seminar you could charge a thousand bucks for. We were very, very thorough. And I and mean, we gave you guys free uh gear and juice talk yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Just because you gotta you gotta know the whole thing. I mean there's there's different levels of it. But no, I I think it's uh I think that is so dead on and, and it's you know that and that's the thing you wanna like I always think in variables, the least amount of variables you play with, the better and more predictable you'll be. And you work so damn hard. 
You know, and for that little extra percentage you think you're going to get by doing some weird shit, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Keep it simple. Yeah. What's the saying? Keep it simple, stupid? Yeah. Keep it simple. <laughs> I said we we're going to do this for 25 minutes. We did it for an hour. Well, we always do it. No, it's very. Th- I'm very. I'm very proud to be part of this. It was. This was a good this one. Was great, man. And the, and the people are going to be very thankful. Yeah, you got an is, IFBB yeah. pro and a coach that's trained IFBB pro. Oh, so. I saw, and I always tell PJ, I'm like, how are you not IFBB? <laughs> Every time he posts a picture, I'm like, dude. And it was a blessing, though. Otherwise, Blackstone would have been here. So that is that is correct. That'd still be you competing. Would have been, you would have been a, a, a freaking VH1 worthy now, <laughs> uh, living out of a van. No, I would have been like a, a Universal Nutrition commercial. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. living in a paneled basement or something. <laughs> Don't get me started thank on, God. on their marketing. Yes, thank so God. Good stuff. Thank you for doing this with me. Awesome, man. And Pleasure. get your stuff in on time. You cannot submit anything late. We love you guys. We're here to help. Doctor Zeno's the man. Yes, that's it. 